2: Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM.
3: Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr.
4: The approaching sporting weekend has an offer trophies in cup competitions across Europe. Definitive stretch as leagues prepare to round up in Spain, Barcelona, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid have their sights on the crown. And the little knockout in league R title race will have Paris Saint-Germain and Lille on edge.
5: Modric to the pass, Vinicius with the shot! And Real Madrid restore their two-goal cushion. Vinicius Junior, with the instinctive shot on the turn, beats Alisson down to
0: his left. Some way to restore, as I say, that two-goal cushion. Great finish. And 65 gone. Real Madrid 3. Brilliant. A spin. A A goal! Gris! Messi, Barca goal. Magisterial. And for Machis, sit through Ter Stegen. It took a lucky touch, but sometimes better lucky and good. And it's inside another. An By Pereira and very tightly finished off at the back stick by Carolo and Lazio have something to take home in their
4: luggage. Atletico Madrid face Osasuna, Real Madrid our way to Athletic Bilbao, and Barcelona, having lost some gas in the title race, face Celta Vigo. All three games have massive implications and, to a large extent, will determine the destination of the La Liga title this season. We have a preview, including games to come in France, Germany, and Italy. In England, it's the Reignited Blues against the Hungry Foxes, who have been out of the title headlines for some time, in search of the biggest prize in England's Prime Cup competition at
0: Wembley. Paris, oh, oh the ball's given away. Leicester with a chance. and that in, and he scores. Manchester United. Goodness me, what was going on there? He Scoring run continues and Leicester are in fact... Gennacher to Tielemans. Tielemans with a drive to the edge of the area. Still going oh. and scores. Right foot shot into the bottom corner.
6: He did it all himself and Manchester United defenders on their knees.
0: He's delivered into the six-yard box oh. to the
2: Pulisic attacking the cross, danger, still not clear for Palace, Havertz with a chance, still Havertz, fix out the corner, Kai Havertz, that didn't take Chelsea long, they've dominated the early stages of the game of Selhurst Park, and it's the German Kai Havertz who opens the scoring, Havertz, Pulisic, oh wonderful finish, emphatic finish, Christian Pulisic, sent in by Mount towards the back for Chelsea, Zuma on the score sheet, and for the first time in the Thomas Tuchel reign, Chelsea score three goals.
4: Chelsea, Leicester City in the FA Cup final as Brendan Rogers forces Thomas Tuchel into checkmate. We preview the first of key finals to come for the Blues and check out our top four permutations as well. Liverpool, West Ham, Arsenal are very much under our radar. Also coming up...
6: And it's a penalty going on the way of Kumasi as to go. An opportunity, Poku with a chance to draw first blood with a chance... Allow the ball to roll. They came to Fatal Mohammed. It's back to Michelle Sapon. Outside the penalty box of Santiago. Beautiful dribble. He still stays outside. He hit the ball Back again to Fatal Mohammed. Long ball into Isaac Mensah lining up for this. Will this be the telling blow for Kumasi Asante Gotoko? Razak Abalora dancing on his line. While well, the sunshine slightly going into the shade under the clouds. Could this be the time for the rainbow to appear? Isaac Mensah hits the ball right. Saved by Razak Abalora. And this is truly the game of game.
4: Giants Asante Gotoko and of Hartovic are in need of maximum points. For catch up or consolidation, we check into both camps ahead of what is becoming an interesting title race here in Ghana. We have a preview of all match day 25 fixtures of the Ghana Premier League. If you'd love to send us a message, we'd love to read them via social media accounts Joy slash 99.7 0551 on WhatsApp, or you can tweet at us at Joy Sports GH. We'll be on the continent to preview the quarterfinals of the ongoing CAF Champions League and in Rome to bring you updates from the ongoing and BNI d'Italia. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sport. Hello for me, George Alda Jr. and welcome. All right, we begin with boxing here on our show, and it's good if you want to send us your messages, do that on the WhatsApp line 0551 the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. So then, well, we'll be talking about Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury in a bit, but let's start with the latest world featherweight rankings, and is this Ghanaian who is currently ranked 12th by the WBC, a featherweight, and 10th by WBO?
6: are calling for the offensive attack. Three-punch combination from Dog Bay. Now corners him, sweeping right hand and that'll end it. Isaac Dog Bay's return comes with an eighth-round TKO big And he finish him. Dog Bay, the young, ferocious champion who first on the scene. Big left hook comes raining in. Oh, and another one. Otaki trying to secure himself. Look at this barrage from the champ. It is over. told you there would be fireworks from here in Glendale Arizona and the champ wasted
2: no time no, no,
6: no, 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 no. remember the name Isaac Dogbe you will see plenty of him for years to come
4: You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right So the former junior fellowweight champion Isaac Dugby now has an idea of what the road back to the top really looks like with Manuel Navarrete still at the top of the WBO rankings and Russell Jr. of America leading the WBC rankings. Let me bring in right now my colleague Hans Mensa Ado who joins me in studio. Hans, how are you doing this evening? Hello, George. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's always great to have you on the boxing beat yes, and, 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 yeah. and just a great time to get through this one. So I thought I would let you go through the rankings at least what you have right now. Before I, I get you onto your first question and trying to tell me which of the routes you think that he should take, whether he should go the WBC way or go the WBO way, what what do you have in terms of like the first ten or first eight? But
7: so quite apart from the various the rankings for the various sanctioning bodies, mm-hmm. there is a combined ranking that ranks you know all the boxes in the division. Okay, and if you look at um, the rankings currently, Gary Russell Jr. Um, is ranked number one. He holds the WBC title. Imano Navarrete is ranked number two, the WBO title. Um, Lara is number three. Josh Warrington is number four. Kit Galahad is number five. Um, Shu, he's a Chinese. He holds um, the WBA title, ranked number six. Isaac Dogway is ranked number seven. Jesse Magdaleno is ranked number eight. Nyambaya is ranked number nine. And Gonzalez um, also ranked number 10. So those are the top 10 Yeah. Further weight. That's right. You know, the combined rankings. Yeah. Mm. If you look um, at the rankings for the various, you know, sanctioning bodies. Yes. Dogboy is not ranked by the WBC. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not ranked by the WBA. Mm. Also not ranked by the um, IBF. IBF, okay. But he's ranked um, by the WBO. Yeah. Okay, so um, he's ranked by the WBO. So I mean, it's it, it, it's the dynamics look <laughs> quite complicated. Yeah. He's ranked number ten by the WBU. Yes, okay. You know, so, so so it, you want to you want to start and, from and there. It stands, it stands to reason. He's okay. mainly worked with the WBU. Yeah. He's never really you know challenged for the WBC title or the WBA title or the IBA title, mm. IBF title. Mm. He's been mainly all about the WBO title. And you know you have to sign up with the various sanctioning bodies yeah. to be able to appear in their rankings and. For him it's mainly been about the WBO for him. So, so, is, so, that, so is that stand yeah. to reason that it's oh, right. only by the
4: WBO. Right. and so let's talk about the dynamics then. I mean in terms of an imminent what uh world so title shot, shot for him Yes. Yes, that's that's the point if to start with know, for basically for the various yeah.
7: sanctions. So that's Guy right. Russell Jr. of the United States has a WBC title. Yeah. Imano Navarrete has a WBO title. That guy.
4: Yes. He's still going strong.
7: And <laughs> knowing that Dogbe is on the path of the WBU, yeah it becomes clear that if he wants to win a second world title in the second weight category he has to go through mano navarro well yeah you know it's that's straightforward unless of course he's going to be signing up with the WBC hmm. but it becomes a bit tricky you know, because you're not too sure where he's going to be ranked initially
5: mm-hmm.
7: by the WBC yeah am my my thinking is that even if he signs up with the WBC, he has to fight his way into a number one contender position to be able to challenge Gary Russell Junior for that that title as well. So, um, if it's about the WBO title, then he has to go through Emmanuel Navarrete that's to become tough. featherweight champion. It's 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 as simple as that. Really. <laughs> it's it's just that simple. But but that's tough. Um, that, that's tough. That's I mean, look. He can, he'll probably work his way into a number one contender's position. Yeah. But if you look at it again, would it even make sense for him to fight Navarrete for a third time? Albeit in a different weight category. Would it make sense? Secondly, will the fight sell? Hmm. You know, because, you see, the boxers are not all about the titles. They, they want fights that will sell. Yeah. It has to make sense financially. And so, um, I'm sure the two boxers would look at the fight on paper after the way that the, the first two fights went and think that, look, this is going to be a hard sell. And I tell you what, if if you even look at the odds for a third fight between Navarrete and Dogbe, mm-hmm. it's going to make it very, very difficult for, 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 for that fight to sell in the United States. Unless they are bringing the fight maybe to Ghana. <laughs> and, and I don't know who is ready to invest the kind of money that you want in a world title fight. Here in Ghana,
5: mm.
7: you know, so those it's, it's tough. And it's the tough dynamics That make it really difficult. difficult. I, so, so what, what would be your advice to the dogo team then? I, yeah, I well, think well, they Nebra need to. I, I think they there, need right? to stretch their tentacles a bit. I mm. think they need to start, you know, moving beyond the WBU yeah. and thinking about WBC, the IBF, the WBA. Okay, okay. Because there are several options there. The key is to become a world champion at featherweight. It doesn't necessarily have to be the WBU title, mm. because look. If we do a survey now and ask a simple question among Ghanians, would you want to see a third fight between Isaac Dogbe and Emmanuel Navarrete? I'm not simple sure. Simple yes or no. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people want to see yeah. a third fight. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to see a third fight yet. I mean, it's boxing. Anything can happen. But on the basis of what has happened in those two fights, mm. you know, I, I, I just don't think that... Our own Isaac Dogbe will be able to beat Imano Navarrete. And I don't think that fight is even going to happen. I mean, it's it's that difficult. So (laughs) So look beyond the WBU. look look, look beyond it. Look beyond the WBU. The IBF is there. It's Mm. credible. The WBC is the mother of all titles. The WBA has been there for a very long time. Our own Icote held the WBA title. Try to get any of those titles. They need to work around Imano Navarrete. One, because... Look, it's, it's a fight that doesn't make sense. Financially, <laughs> sporting wise, look, if Isaac way should lose a third time to Immanuel Navarrete, it will be devastating for his career.
4: That's right. It
7: must not happen. So, for so, so
4: simply look beyond uh, look, w- I don't, w- I don't w- know if a boxer lost three yeah. times
7: to one, one fight. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I can't quite remember it. So, well, well work, we're also, work around. That. Right,
4: so that's one. Uh, we'll see how uh Isaac Dube Camp actually yeah. go through this one. But of course uh, Hans tomorrow in London that the UK based Ghanaian boxer Joshua Boche will face Daniel Blender dos Santos in a final eliminator for the WBA international light heavyweight title. I mean uh, are you expecting anything really good from here?
7: I'm expecting nothing by the win from Isaac Bo- you know, Joshua Boche. Yeah. Um I've watched him quite a number of times. He looks well rounded. He um, he looks a typical British boxer, but with with the basics of a Ghanaian fighter as well. Fearless mm. likes to walk down opponents. Um, he's got great punching power. He's got a great chin as well. Mentally, he is solid. He's a, he's a brick wall mentally. I mean, you can't get into his head. And so, I mean, um, I, I don't think that anything short of victory... Um, it's what is expected of 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 Joshua Bwati. It will be a shocker if he loses this fight. He's getting very very close to becoming a world champion. I think that he knows it. Mm. He knows that from this mo- from this point. The final on,
4: eliminator, yeah. He
7: cannot, you know, lose. Yeah. He's gone what thirteen and oh, yes, you know. And so, I, I I don't think that he's really thinking about anything apart from victory. I don't think that um, Gonzalez is going to pose much of a problem for him because I've I've watched the two boxes. Mm. I I don't really see anything special about Gonzalez, but hey, it's boxing. They say styles <laughs> make fights. Yes. There's probably something about Joshua watching that that Gonzalez could be able to exploit on the day. But I think that when it's all said and done, Joshua Buache should have his hands raised um, at the end of the context, whether it's going to be by knockout, whether it's going to be on the scorecards. And that's the thing about about Joshua watching What you know he, he has the endurance to go the full mm. distance. Uh, he has good technique to be able to score points on the board as well. He has the punching power to get a knockout, you know. And so, um, when so you I pass it, you pass it he, distance, should, he should it. it. he should get it. I think that either it. way, he should be able to get 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 the victory that he wants.
4: Just the last one before you go. We have to talk about the big fight. Everybody's yep. looking forward to when 14. everyone is talking about.
8: Certainly, like <laughs> yeah. I
1: said, he's not an Instagram world champion. He's a real world champion. Four
8: world championship belts. He'll fight absolutely anyone. <laughs>
2: Anthony Joshua, a name that has become synonymous with heavy hits, heart, and humility. Joshua continues to steamroll through the division at unparalleled pace.
0: And, Seven wins. and that, ladies
6: and gentlemen, I know Joshua came in with a belt, but that is how you become the heavyweight champion of the world. And
2: the current popular, undefeated, and reigning lineal heavyweight champion of the world, introducing the Gypsy King,
5: Tyson
4: All right, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. Let's talk about it right now. Um, uh, hands, of course, we know it's happening in Saudi Arabia. Authorities are talking about the possibility of having fans right in there. What did you really make of the choice? Was he always going to be there? Because
7: uh, I, I, it I looked like he was going there somehow. I, I suspected it. I, am, mm. I think that it's, it's where the money is. Mm, you know, yeah. it's where they're willing to pay yeah. top dollar for it. And, and, I, and I think that the two boxes are all looking to cash in. Um, also because of the situation with COVID, they are looking for a place that will be able to have spectators because yeah. I, I think that it will be, be quite sad if a spectacle like that happens without people inside the venue. Um, so yes, I'm not really surprised at the choice of venue. Um, they've mentioned August 14th as a date, although yes. officially is yet to be confirmed by mm-hmm. the two parties but I suspect that once Eddie Han has come out to, to, to say it, I suspect that um, it is casting stone. In the past, we've had a lot of talk about it. Anthony Joshua has mentioned this week that he's tired of all the talk. You know, he wants action. <laughs> and I suspect that Tyson Fury probably also wants action. Although, knowing him, he would rather have the talk, you know, to keep on going. It's, it's, it's his way of getting into opponent's head and, 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 and all of that. But, I think it's long overdue. Um, sometimes, it's good if the fight drags. Um You maximize the value of the fight by dragging it a bit, but there's a point also where diminishing returns Begins to set Certainly, yeah, right? And so I think the time is just about right 2021, this fight has to happen And whether or not it's really going to happen On the 14th of August uh, We have to wait and see But I suspect it will be happening on that date And as you've mentioned in Saudi Arabia It's becoming an attractive def- destination For heavyweight boxing and the UFC as well yeah. You know, lately yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it's also refreshing That some of these big fights Should go around the world In the past we've seen a heavyweight clash between you know involving muhammad ali happening in in Zaire, yeah you know here on the african continent yeah. and so let's move some of these so, 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 so it's a good
4: thing it's a good Absolutely. thing basically we, to we, move we
7: had and and more importantly but the well, they got the cash so military because we're taking the amount <laughs> yes. to germany yes you know, we've had some fights going over to asia as well right so i think it's really right. a good thing if the fights are moved about it, it must not always be in the uk and the u.s right you know let's move it out. it's a global sport mm, and so mm, um, mm, I think mm. all peoples of the world deserve to see some of these action of course it comes at a cost Saudi Arabia have the money to be able to um, make it happen and I think that there's nothing wrong with it if, it if it does happen there. the most important thing is that the fight must happen Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury must happen right and must happen this year
4: that's right thank you very much Hans Messander joining me on the boxing beat to talk some boxing and of course we'll be moving on to do some
2: football surely Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Allo Jr.
4: Let's talk about the CAF Champions League quarterfinals. Yes, the first legs are ongoing at the moment. We've got a game right now between MC Algiers and Wydad. We'll be talking about that. There are also special games to come tomorrow. Ugly up against Mamelodi Sandals. There's Kaiser Chiefs up against Simba. There's Esperance up against Belusadat. And of course, we have to get in on the news. And joining me is our African football expert as well, a fantastic colleague at Insura FM. Uh, Nuhu Adams joining me this evening. Nuhu, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing very fine, George. That's I'm good. I'm pointing up for the cup championship games. I can see. I can see. You've been waiting this, waiting for this for a while. I can just feel that it took a while sure, for the sure. quarter, quarterfinals to start. Can we start with the game that's uh, ongoing? MC Olja versus Widad. What's happening in the game now?
9: Yes, um, um if you go to Olja right now, it's zero zero between MC Olja and then Widad the against Before the game. We all know that we we were favourites on paper, but today's North African. That there's no way you can underrate an opponent from any of the North African teams or, or any of the African countries. So it's 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 just a, a big game. I've seen pictures and videos of the last training of MC before today's encounter, and it, it was just amazing. The atmosphere, the scenes, and everything. The the fans who are the training grounds with flares and flames, just making sure they are giving every single support to MC Orge. Very, very unfortunately, they will not be inside the stadium to support their team. But once they they know they are playing against without Athletic Club, they are surely aware that it's it's, it's a big game. And any kind of result or any kind of win for them will give them the advantage going into the second leg. But without Athletic Club is having one of the most experienced coaches in, in, in the competition. That's Fauzi Benzati. Mm. He has won the competition on two occasions. He has been with several teams going to the semi-finals of the Cup Champions League like any other team. So his experience, the form of without athletic club will come to play. I've seen the lineups and I can tell you the worst for without athletic club from this game will probably be a draw. But MC order will come at them or try to power pressure on them just to get even if they are able to get 1 0 win, 2 1 win, it gives them the advantage. There's enough African daddy. We know the antics, we know the, the tactics they deploy when they are playing in such games. So it's, it's a cracking
4: game. So far, almost 30 minutes, still 0 0 in odds. All right then we'll be looking forward to it and see what happens. Uh, New Adam's over it. And let's talk about the games to come tomorrow then. Uh, look, Agli and Mamelodi Sundowns. Now, we we're also drawn against each other in last season's Champions League quarterfinals. You know, was the Egyptians who advanced to the semi-finals on that occasion before defeating fierce rivals in Zamalek in the final. So, um, will anything change this season? What are the dynamics going into this particular one tomorrow?
9: Yeah, tomorrow, we, we have a big game on our hands tomorrow. It's Ali versus Mamelodi Sundowns on paper. But technically, it's Pizzo Mosimani <laughs> against Mamelodi uh, Sundowns. It's, it's the we Pizzo, Pizzo Mosimani A.E.W. Musi- <laughs> yes. Pizzo won the Cup Champions League with Mamelodi Sundowns. Yeah. Pizzo used Mamelodi Sundowns to beat Ali five goals to zero last two seasons. Now, Pizzo is the coach of Ali. Playing against his own team. And mm-hmm. if you look, if you listen to his uh, pre match conference... He said, he's facing a monster he created. <laughs> and that, that's going to be amazing. Um, Mamlodis announced we're in top form in the group stages. They were scoring goals for fun. They were beating any op- opposition. But there is the knockout stages. You go in with a strategy. You go in with a tactic. If you are able to get your, 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 your formation correct, you get the desired results. Try to manage the game in the second layer. And then you advance to the next stage. It's going to be a, a tracking game. Mm. The mm. two teams have been very, very familiar with themselves in the last three seasons. Last two seasons, they met Mamelodi Sandals 1-5-0 in the first leg, second leg 1-0 in, in, in Ali for Ali. But they couldn't qualify. Last season, Ali got a revenge. They qualified ahead of Mamelodi Sandals in the semi final. So this is the time for them to, to tell us who it's probably the best among the two teams. Right. It's not going to be easy. Ali have their, their, their big players all available. Junior Jay is back to training Ali Malou training yesterday. And Hussein El-Sahat and all the guys are there. If you go to Mamelodi Sandals, all the players are available. Peter Chaluline, um the Temba Zohane and all the players are available. So, um it's going to be very, very tough. I know so much money knowing Mamelodi Sandals will try as much as possible to get at least a vital win over Mamelodi if they're able to get that the second leg is going to be very very open. Right. It's very, very tough. Mm. If you ask me to predict, it will be very difficult for me to come out. But with Ali playing at home, in about the in about last five twenty five games in the Cup Champions League, Ali have won every single of them. So I think Ali might probably beat Mamelodi sana come come tomorrow. But if there's any resource apart from Ali getting a win I would be
4: surprised. And we know how these games go, of course. The first 90 minutes is, is half time. I mean, full time is half time in the tie. We'll be looking forward to the next legs. Let's talk about the other game. Kaiser Chiefs, yes, are taking part in the knockout phase for the first time in the club's history after the Soweto Giants successfully, you know, that debut group stage campaign. And now they can fancy their chances against Simba. So, how is this going to pan out? Yeah, this
9: this, this is an interesting feature. Before the draw, I was anticipating for that for that game because um, the perception about many well, many football connoisseurs are that the two teams have loud fans in Africa. <laughs> Simba SC are all over social media. KZN fans are all over social media. Yeah. So it's, it's 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 a game between the loud fans in African football. Chiefs are the other going to this game. This is their first time participating in the good stages of the Cup Champions League. This is their first time getting to the local stages of the Calf Champions League. They have nothing to lose. Even if they are, they are eliminated, nothing will happen to their coach or any of the players. But Simba, SC, looking at how they perform in the group stages, being able to top a group with Ali, it should tell you Simba should be taken very, very seriously. They have very good players. Some of them coming from national teams in, in other African countries. I believe Simba will prove too tough for casualties. But you can't write off casualties. They have Kamar billiard they have um, Daniel cardoso they have the Bernard Parker, they have Utumele Ekune, they have Eric Matomo. These are tried and tested players. These are players who have played at a Cup of Nations and World Cup. So it will be very difficult to write casualties off. But I think Simba might get a point or at least a draw from the game. If they're able to get that draw between Simba will qualify in
5: Tanzania
4: right now let's do the final game because the winner of this game Kaiser Chiefs versus Simba will play the winner uh, of a game involving Esperance you know the Tunisian side and Algerian club CR Belouizdad. now this is an important tie here what do you expect in this game?
9: well uh, uh, that's another cracking game um, you know games between North African sides are always difficult to predict Yes, if you look on paper, everything is showing as transportability. And they made sure they wrapped up their 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 league before this game. They won the league, I think, two, three weeks ago. So they have all the attention on the Cup Champions League. It's not going to be easy for them. Sierra uh, that are underdogs. But for them to have won the original League last season should tell you there's no way you can underestimate them. They are playing at home first. If they get any kind of results that Goes in favour of them. They will try as much as possible to disturb Esperance in the second leg. But with the experience of Esperance, being able to go to Zamalek to beat them, being able to go to MC Order to get the desired results, they, they got. I think Esperance look favourite for this one. But if those yeah. that are able to contain them and get a draw, I, I won't be surprised. George.
4: So we'll see how it goes. Has anything changed in the game right now? MC All Just, that game, has anything changed? MC All Just, we
9: have 0 here in All just.
4: It's, it's, it's,
9: it's, a, it's a very tactical game. Um, the two coaches are trying to play very cautious right. and then see the, the weakness and strength of the teams. And then in the second half, they'll pounce on
4: each other. Thank you very much, Nuhu Adams, for joining me and bringing us up to speed with everything that's happening in the yeah. CAF Champions League quarterfinal. Fakes legs underway and we've got our first game involving MC Algers and Wadad. Nuhu Adams is our African football expert and my colleague from Insura FM. So then, it's a good time to move away from the CAF Champions League and stay right in it. We'll be talking about the Ghana Premier League very, very shortly as we get through it. Uh, it's been really, really interesting, you know, with what we've been seeing in the Ghana Premier League, at least as uh, we've gone through it, yes? Champions League quarterfinals certainly
2: ongoing and we'll see how it goes there. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. And it's a penalty going on the
6: way of an opportunity. With a chance to draw first blood. Coming to Fatal Mohamed, it's back to Michel Sapon. Outside the penalty box of Kumasi Asante beautiful triple. He still stays outside He hit the pass, back again to Fatal Mohamed. Long ball into the penalty box there, lovely touch, man comes down, referee goes for a penalty. Isaac Mensah lining up for this. Will this be the telling blow for Kumasi Asante Razak Abalora dancing on his line, while the sunshine slightly going into the shade under the clouds. Could this be the time? For
4: Day 25 on our cards after what we saw in match day 24. Really interesting. Kumasi at the moment stretching their lead at the top of the Ghana Premier League table. 44 points they have, and there's four points between themselves and Accra. Hearts of Oak. Time to do some analysis of the games we're looking forward to then. Yeah, the league leaders are in Sogako Baye. They face the relegation threat and Liberty Professionals. The Phobians are aiming for their third consecutive win following victories over Ken Faisal and Bechim United. Wow. Seydou Adabu joins me. In keeping close tabs on everything happening in the Ghana Premier League. Hello, Saidu. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you and the production team doing? I'm, I'm good. Everybody's fine. It's good to have you there. Saidu. Can, okay, okay, okay. can we quickly start with what we saw on March say, 24? Therefore, Mijama S.E. stumbled on the road uh, with Wafa stealing all three points. Now, was that the reality check they just needed? If they think, or they're still thinking about winning the Premier League? Uh, yes, Judge. there is uh, an ongoing wave that is
3: blowing around the Ghana Premier League. There is a Ghana Premier League away-winning chess that is running through some few clubs. And I think that I need to make that uh, public for everyone listening to this show to okay, know. Okay, okay. First, it started from uh, Brokoum, where uh, Wafa went there to beat Brokoum Chelsea by three goals to two. Wafa themselves came home, suffered the same results against Great Olympics. Now, when the Olympics came home, they also suffered the same results against Adriana Stars. It means that there's a 3 2 result chess ongoing among certain clubs. Does it mean that Adriana Stars are also going to suffer a 3 2 loss at home to um, Mediama SC? <laughs> because as it stands, all of these three teams that suffered this home loss had their first home loss of the season. Yeah. Becomes Chelsea's 3 2 loss at home was their first home loss of the season. Watford 3 2 loss to Olympics was their first home loss of the season. Watford 2 1 victory against Mediamar was their first, I mean, uh, Mediamar's first home loss of the season. Now, the only team standing as we speak is Ghana um, Stars, yeah. who are the only unbeaten home side in the league.
5: Hmm.
3: Would they have their unbeaten home record? broken by uh, Media <laughs> Maia This is a big question that needs to be answered. That's right. And it means that um, Media I C. will have to lift themselves up. They have to be able to shake off that scare they, they saw from uh, Wafa I C. in that game um, at the uh, Akun Park to be able to bring themselves back to life. I just to speak going to have a four-point on a sealable league. Hmm. And I'm saying on a because this league has been very, 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 very challenging, very tough, very competitive, and this is the first time we are having a four-point lead since the start of week one. And so um, I'm I'm so comfortable to see that it's a four-point unassailable league lead. Mm. lead. Um, it's not easy for a team to have that four-point lead, um, lead since the start of this league.
4: Right. Let's talk about Accra Heartsburg now. They ended Bechem United some beating home run. Samuel Bwedu has been busily running away from the favourite stag, but look, are they contenders? Yes.
3: Um, he has been very, very with uh, his comments in terms of um, how to approach this league and also how to communicate to his fans. You know, he mentioned that um, he was not perturbed whether he uh, wins the league or not. All he was focused on was to win his next available match. And that's exactly what he's doing. He beat him fighter in Accra, went on to win, the Beche- beat team Beche- United, and in fact, broke their home invisibility. It means that he's focused on winning his next available match and not winning the league. But that's very psychological because winning your next available match means that you're on the road to win oh, your to league. To win the
4: league, yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so if we look at a fixture schedule,
5: uh-huh.
3: now... Half of folk would play at a class position in four of their next five games, and that is very crucial for the title decider. It means that Kumasi and must go all of the way to win most of their away games. Beyond that, then half of folk will be running away with their first league trophy in the last 11
4: years. Uh-huh. <laughs> that will be, that'll be interesting. Let, let's just touch on this one quickly before I leave you. Uh, adriano Stars, they've had such a torrid season. I don't know how you look at this. That, that was such a big win against the uh, Olympics in the five-goal thriller. Is this going to be a turnaround for the season or it's just a one-off, really?
3: Um, I it's, it's a one-off because, um, you know, after that 4-0 of uh, from the, the team United, adriano stas had to shake themselves up in that game against um, Brooklyn Chelsea at home. In fact, if you admire that you realize that they put everything in place. They had to change their life. They had to change everybody in the setup. They made our five changes to the, the of uh, Emmanuel Akuaqo was put on the bench. Uh, Adam, that uh, replaced Yah um, um, uh, Mohammed was put on the bench. They brought in players like Fessin. They brought in new players like the, uh, Alex Wach. They brought in new players. In fact, they even introduced the likes of um Mohamed, who had so many issues, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. That. They, they yeah,
5: right.
3: to, exactly. You yeah. have to stick me up, psych him up to be able to play that game. And so if you look at the game they played against Great Olympics, you realize that they made about five or six changes to their, their starting lineup. Mm. And so that was that is for me the, the, the renaissance or the, the, the rebranded Indiana stars. I believe that it looks as though that um, coach Josefa Bediakon has has now had his hand firmly on the Indiana Stars team. He's now seeing the players that are capable of playing in the Ghana Premier League. And for me, yesterday's results was not surprising, especially looking at the performance they put up in the second half. The introduction of Samuel Biu really changed the entire uh, complexion of the game. He dominated the midfield. He made sure that James Akamiko was useless in the game he made sure that his passes on the left and right went straight to Sam Adams and so on and so forth. And fortunately for them they have a Ghana Premier League winner in Hafiz Adams mm. who's also who has lots of experience playing the league. He knows how to turn out results. He knows how to grind out results. And yesterday he was at his I mean it's unusual best. He was so, the, yeah. the pillar at the defence of Adriana Stars. It was the reason Adriana Stars was able to move up um, and also he was the reason for which Sam Adams had a man of the match and, and performance in yesterday's game, and I believe that going back to the Nanaj and if they are able to pick up such a performance as they did yesterday in the second half, trust me, Midima will go up, Right, come with a very deep court and a very robust strategy to be able to get a point in there at an uh, Anahidu Ambedou Park.
4: Good. Assele, let's just end with this in the next one minute and 30 seconds. Look, we have to talk about the relegation-threatened teams, but let's talk about Liberty professionals. Will going to Sokakope and having Salasteta in their ranks, you know, change anything at all?
3: Um, George, I think that Li- Liberty um, unable to win the game against uh, Legon City may, may end them at the wrong side of the league table. I feel that that game was a game they should have ground um, and grinded results, they should have gotten at least a point in that game. Kotoko knows the enormous tax ahead. They know that the things be, uh, uh, behind them that is hard to folk medium ISP are not resting. And in fact, I am omitting Great Olympics from this situation because Great Olympics are very, very difficult tax and they'll be playing uh, a anti gold in their next picture, which is very difficult. And so I want to center on the uh, ISP and Akara to knows that Akara have some good success in the last five months and therefore going to the togakope class against liberty professional means that they have to go all out and get a result. And so I'm not I'm not too convinced with how Liberty professionals are going to be able to convince us on Sunday by Mm. the six months and go they they do not possess the war without despite the fact that they have the best coaches in the Ghanaian Premier League in the person of Salah who's seen it all like, at African local level who's coach great teams who took Ghana to the 2009 Afghan award and a 2020 championship and won he took Ghana to major tournaments and brought up results but look the league is becoming very, very difficult for yeah. to Saturday. Yeah. I think that Sunday will be another difficult task
4: for them. Thank you very much, Eduard Damu for joining us uh, with the updates on the Ghana Premier League as always. We're definitely looking forward to some really good action. March Day 25. Let's now bring in Haruna Mubarak, uh, my colleague here at Joy Sports, uh, to take us through the games to look forward to on March Day 25.
10: After urging past Ebusia Dwarfs on Thursday and with the title in sight, Asante Kotoko can extend their lead at the top when they travel to Sogakope for a tight encounter against Liberty Professionals who have relocated to Wafa Park as their home venue for the remainder of the season. The Scientific Soccer lads are in the relegation zone with 25 points after 24 games played. Hearts of Oak are four points shy of the Porcupine Warriors and will be looking to brush aside the Elmina Sharks at Akra Sports Stadium on Sunday to boost their hopes of a league title triumph. The phobians have won all games at home under the tutelage of head coach Samuel Wadu, something they would want to preserve. Sharks have lost their last four matches away from home on the bounds, a wretched record that would embolden the phobians mediama sporting club have struggled lately as they are without a win in two games picking just a point. This has made them relinquish their lead at the top to Kotoko. They must secure all three points against Diana Stars in Dorma to reignite their title quest. Two title contenders who have not been at their best in recent games were lock-ons with each other at the and Clay Stadium, Ashanti gold welcome Great Olympics as both clubs lost in their last fixture. Great Olympics are in the top four with 40 points, leveled with mediama Sporting Club and Accra House of Oak. Ashanti Gold are in 10th with 31 points. Wafa recorded a shocking away win on Wednesday. When they came back from a go-down to beat Mediaman Sporting Club 2-1 in Takwa, the Academy boys are on a mission to finish the season strongly and will be hoping for a win when they face relegation threatened in Ligon Cities. The Royals are just a point above the relegation zone with 26 points. A win could see them move to the 13th position, depending on how other results turn out. El- where Kim Faisal entertained Bechem United, who lost to House of Hoke in midweek to Techiman at the Ohene Ameya Park, at the Crosby Award Memorial Park in Enyase, Karela United host struggling 11 Wonders, and at Accra Sports Stadium, Inter Allies face from Chelsea.
5: All
4: right, Haruna Mubarak, the birthday boy, celebrating his birthday today, coming away with the games to look forward to on
2: March day 25 of the Ghana Premier League. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo
4: Jr. Chelsea fan, it's a special weekend to come then. Chelsea up against Leicester City in the FA Cup final. Plus, there's so much to sort out, including the UEFA Champions League final taking place in Portugal at the Estadio de Dragao. So it's a good time now then to cross over and hear from the BBC's John Bennett on the Joyce Swartz BBC 2 A Series. Thanks, John, for your time, as always, on the show. And there's no better place to begin than what happened in midweek. And we know Chelsea lost to Arsenal in the Premier League. Chelsea did not look as sharp as we've become accustomed to under Thomas Tuchel. So then, would you call this a one-off
8: loss or as a case of worry for the Blues? Hi, George. Great to speak to you again. hope you're looking forward to the FA Cup final. Yeah, I think it is a one-off. I, I think um, he admitted, Thomas Tuchel, that he got his tactics wrong, that he got his team selection wrong. And even though he made those mistakes, Chelsea could and should have probably won the game with the amount of chances they had. I mean, that Kai Havertz miss, if that goes in, I think it's a completely different story, the game. And of course, Arsenal's goal came from an error, didn't it, from Jorginho. So would Arsenal have scored? But for that error, I'm not so sure. I don't think they caused Chelsea a huge amount of problems. So I think it's a one-off. I do think it's slightly worrying, though. Chelsea going into the end of the season if they weren't to finish in the top four after all the great work that Thomas Tuchel has done that would be a huge disappointment the pressure will be on won't it on Tuesday for both Leicester City and Chelsea playing each other at Stamford Bridge just a few days after the FA Cup final Uh, the likes of Liverpool and West Ham will be looking at that game with interest I think both of those sides should be worried about Liverpool because that win against Manchester United was huge for Liverpool, and I think they have some momentum. And I could see them winning all their final games of the season, and really putting the pressure on Chelsea and Leicester City in that race for the top four. Let's stay with Chelsea, John.
4: And after the loss, Thomas Tuchel indicated he probably made a mistake with his starting lineup. Does that ring a bell? Should this be concerning to any of the players? Are we likely
8: to see Thomas Tuchel ship out players after the season? Yeah, there will be changes this summer. The question is, how much of a say will Thomas Tuchel have? What is the agreement there? Because what we've seen before is that Chelsea managers have a say, but they don't have the final say. And transfers are done above their head by by the board, by the hierarchy at Chelsea. So how much of a say will Thomas Tuchel have? I think, hopefully, if the club are clever, and, and listen, they are, their transfer dealings of late have been fantastic they will take what Thomas Tuchel has to say on board because the way he set up the team, I I think Chelsea can really build on that next season. There's a slight worry in terms of what he said about some of the players who came in. Maybe he thinks his squad isn't as strong as it looks on paper and I'm sure he's the type of coach who will let players know if he feels that they're not up to his standards. So I don't think they have as big a job this summer as some other teams. I mean, for Arsenal, for Tottenham... It feels like a massive rebuild. I think Manchester United need to really sparkle some stardust on their squad to get them back into shape. Manchester City looking for a striker. I don't think Chelsea have as big a job as the likes of Arsenal and Tottenham, obviously, in this summer transfer window. But I do feel one or two players, one, two or three players, perhaps, one star name, maybe a striker. People have talked about Romelu Lukaku possibly coming in. There is some work to do this summer, but the question is, how much of a say will Thomas Tuchel have? Well, John, Chelsea's loss
4: means there's hope for West Ham United and Liverpool, at least. Yes, after Liverpool beat Manchester United and Old Trafford. Do you think they stand a chance? Yes, we know they must win all three games to
8: qualify in the European places. I don't think West Ham will make it. Uh, I, I think they could actually drop points this weekend. They play Brighton, who have a bit of pressure off now. They know that they'll be staying in the Premier League. Liverpool, though, I can see them winning all of their final games. On paper, they're they're very winnable games. I mean, they start against West Bromwich Albion this weekend. Massive win, wasn't it, as I said, at Old Trafford for Liverpool. They have some momentum. They have something to to fight for. So I I, I do think they can can put pressure on on Chelsea and Leicester. So that, that game on Tuesday is absolutely huge at Stamford Bridge. For Liverpool to not be in the Champions League will be a massive disappointment. So that's why they have this motivation that's why they need this momentum to get into the top four if they don't get into the top four then i think there are some serious worries about some of the future of their players will the likes of mohammed salah want to stay at a club not in the champions league so huge motivation for liverpool and i do feel they can put the pressure on leicester and chelsea if i had to make a prediction i think leicester and chelsea will just about stick in that top four but it's going to go right down to the wire fa cup final on saturday john Uh, Chelsea, after the loss, will be
4: eager to bounce back with victory in the final. But after Wednesday's performance, where do Leicester have a potential
8: head in Chelsea? Who is your money on to lift the trophy? Well, it feels like a tough one to call, doesn't it? Because we're talking about third against fourth. We're talking about a Leicester team that that beat Chelsea earlier this season in Frank Lampard's final Premier League game in charge before he was sacked. Uh, Many people seem to be tipping Chelsea, and I can see that. I, I can understand why with the way that Thomas Tuchel has has basically revitalised them this season. How can Leicester hurt Chelsea? Well, James Madison for me is the key, and he hasn't been at his best in this second half of the season. He's had a hip injury, which has held him back. He had the off-field drama, of course, when he went to that that party, and he, he was suspended or by his manager, basically, who who left him out against the, the against West Ham. So he's had some controversy. I think he's motivated. He, he came on against. Manchester United in midweek and I think he was superb he was really really sharp so I feel that James Madison can really deliver in this final and it might be the showpiece for him to force his way in to Gareth Southgate's squad for the Euros now that it's 26 players able to be selected not 23 so that's a way that they can certainly hurt Chelsea. Kalechi Iheanacho we know has been in fantastic form. Jamie Vardy despite the fact that he hasn't scored as many goals as last season has been really impressive, particularly in the amount of of goals he has set up. So there there is potential for Leicester to hurt Chelsea. I also think the wing-backs, Pereira and Castagna, that's a way that they can really hurt Chelsea with the way that that Chelsea's wing-backs bomb forward, the likes of Chilwell or Alonso, whoever starts on the left, as Filiqueta may start on the right unless he goes more attacking with Rhys James. So it, it will be a fascinating final. And I I just really hope it's an entertaining one as well, because it's all set up with third against fourth. I, of course, have to declare an interest. Leicester is my hometown. I used to go and support the club when I was a boy. So, you know, I think I will be cheering on the Foxes. But I wish your Chelsea all the best, George, because I know it's, it's a special competition for your club too. John
4: Fulham have been on a virtual seesaw campaign after shuffling between the Championship and Premier League in four consecutive seasons. Are there problems administrative or simply down to poor
8: recruitment and coaching? Recruitment is definitely an issue. You talk to Fulham fans, George, and they're not happy with the way that the recruitment is done with their very young director of football. They're not sure that he's got the expertise, really, when it comes to football and when it comes to recruitment. I I, I feel sorry for them this season, though, because they won the playoff final, and because of the congested season, because of the fact that the season went on so long, last season due to lockdown due to the way that the football was suspended they only had 39 days to prepare for the new premier league season so whoever wins the playoff the championship playoff final is always at a disadvantage because they have less time to prepare for the premier league but this season it was ridiculous the disadvantage they had 39 days to prepare for a season so imagine it you go into that playoff final in the championship win, you're in the premier league lose you're in the championship so you can't really start preparing what you're going to do next season until the game is over because you, you don't know what your budget's going to be, you don't know which players are going to stay. So they only had 39 days to prepare for the Premier League so they were always up against it. They had a poor start. They did appear to catch up. Scott Parker seemed to be doing a really good job but then things fell away. I think you do have to ask questions about Scott Parker. He's been praised a lot in the English media particularly which confuses me slightly is it because he's a young English coach and they wanted to do well is it because he looks the part he's done some really good things don't get me wrong there's some brilliant victories uh, for example at Anfield but I think his inexperience has has been shown up at some points but yeah if I had to pick point to one thing it would be their recruitment the fact that they didn't bring in many players until late just before the transfer deadline too many loan signings maybe and Scott Parker with his interviews after the game when they're relegated you could tell that he wants things to change behind the scenes so so we'll see i think that's that'll have a big say as to whether Scott Parker stays next season John after a week or two it's
4: finally been announced Portugal will host their UEFA Champions League final at the Estadio de Dragao why the shift from Istanbul to Portugal then
8: Yeah, it's been a really complicated situation. I have to say, I feel sorry for all the organizing bodies involved, to be honest, because you've got UEFA, who originally had the final in Istanbul. It couldn't go to Istanbul because um, the UK government put Turkey on a red list of countries, basically meant that because of the high infection rates in Turkey, English travelers weren't allowed to
1: travel to Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
8: So that meant that fans would never be able to go there from this country, so that was off the table. UEFA then thought about moving it to Wembley Stadium in London, which would have made sense with two English teams. Would have been fantastic for the fans. The problem with that is that a lot of people come in for the final, UEFA delegates, VIPs, broadcasters, and UEFA basically wanted them to be excluded from the quarantine that uh, travellers into the UK have to have, so a 10-day quarantine. And understandably... UK government weren't ready to accept that. So it was never going to happen at Wembley Stadium. And I feel really sorry for the fans there because that would have been the perfect venue for Manchester City and Chelsea fans to have it at Wembley. Why Portugal? That's because it's on the UK's green list. So the UK government has put it on its green list, which means the UK travellers can go to Portugal and back without going into quarantine. But there are still going to be real difficulties for the fans. Cost is going to be high. Um, They're going to have to travel in a bubble. So basically, they won't be able to do any tourism when they get out there. They're going to go to the airport, to the stadium, back to the airport and home. So it it will be a very, very difficult situation for the fans. They're going to have to get tested as well. There'll be nerves there about whether they'll fail a test and won't be able to travel after paying a huge amount for their tickets. So it's not an ideal situation, but very little has been ideal, has it, over over the last 12 months or so. So... We just hope that by this time next season, we're getting back to normal and we can talk about stadiums being full again and we can talk about being able to to travel normally again because it, it is so, so difficult. Listen, there are football seems unimportant at times like this. So, you know, there are a lot more important and a lot more tragic things going on. But I do feel sorry for the supporters here when it comes to, to trying to get to the championship.
2: Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr.
4: All right, the BBC's Sean Bennett there. And just before we step out of it, yes, we have to make way for the weekend warm-up. We're heading straight to Bade Beach Hotel. But i got to tell you, it's two-two between Newcastle and Manchester City, if you're following the Italian Open as well. Dal doing a very good job over Alexander Zverev. Uh, that's it. And look, uh, the Liga title race is very much on. So what, Atletico Madrid up against Osasuna yes and then there's uh, Real Madrid they've got an interesting game out there Barcelona play against Celta Figo this will be very nice to watch because they're very very close to it Real Madrid playing away to Athletic Bilbao and remember our commentary game on the Joy Sports Arena on Sunday West Brom up against Liverpool uh, that's a special one and now you know that uh, Chelsea are hoping to be right in the top four it'll be important to see how it goes and tomorrow the FA Cup final Joy Sports will be up to date remember we will. Come your way with a sports review on uh, television from 7 a.m. to 8 30.
0: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone